Welcome back, welcome back. Today truly is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is another day to go towards those dreams and goals to execute them, to slam. This is another day to love on you and your children or your family a little bit even deeper. This is the day that God has awakened you for great joy and peace. So I just want to encourage you with a little bit of word today that will empower you, that will impact your day. And we're just going to be reading a few scriptures and I just pray that these scriptures infuse you with the promises and the power of God. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you and through the rivers, they should not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you should not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. That was Isaiah 43 and 2. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of my head. That is Psalms 3 and 3. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those who heart is loyal to him. In this you have done foolishly. Therefore, from now on, you shall have wars. That was 2 Chronicles 16 and 9. The Lord your God who goes before you, he will fight for you according to all he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. That was Deuteronomy 1 and 30. But the Lord is faithful who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. That was 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3. That is one of my favorites. But the Lord is faithful who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. Second, the lozy is three and three. That is a really good one. But if you indeed obey his voice and do all that he speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversary. That is Exodus 23 and 22. He will go at the feet of his saints, but the wicked shall be silent in darkness for by strength, no man shall prevail. That was first Samuel two and nine. For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. That was Psalm 61 and 3. The Lord your God in your midst, the mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. That was Zephaniah 3 and 17. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. And who is he who will harm you if you become followers of what is good? That was 1 Peter 3, 12 and 13. The eternal God is your refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. He will thrust out the enemy from before you and will say, destroy. That was Deuteronomy 33 and 27. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it should not come near you. Psalms 91 and 7. So shall thou fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemies come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. That was Isaiah 59 
and 19, you have to know that the word is powerful. You have to begin to pray scriptures. You have to begin to pray and begin to speak the word of God because that is your only weapon against your adversary. That is your only weapon. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. 2 Corinthians 9 and 8. And my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That is Philippians 4 and 19. God will supply all of your needs. You do not have to fear. You do not have to fret. You do not have to be afraid of those bills. You do not have to be afraid of that um, disconnection notices. You do not have to be afraid of anything that job lay out because God will supply all of your needs. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, Believe that you receive them and you will have them. That is Mark 11 and 24. When you pray, you have to already believe that it's yours. They that come to God must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seeks him. So you have to understand that when you ask God to do something, you got to already know you about to walk into it. You have to be in full expectating expectancy of what you have asked for. You already got it. That new house, you already got it. That uh, mansion, you already got it. That brand new car, it's yours if you ask and believe it. That that sickness is not yours. You praying and asking God for healing, you got to already walk like you already healed. Even if you lipping, you already got to speak and say that by his stripes I am healed. Now that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. That is 2 Corinthians 3 and 5. I can do all three things through Christ Jesus who strengthened me. Philippians 4.13, you can do all things. And what is this exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? That's Ephesians 1 and 19. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect. In weakness, therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. You have to understand that it is not when you have everything all together. It is not when you have everything figured out that God is resting on you. It is in those weak stages, in those weak moments when you will be able to see the power of God. He said that, that his strength is made perfect in your weakness. Yet in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Romans 8 and 37. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Ephesians 1 and 3. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. That's John 15 and 7. And a lot of times uh, when we go to pray, 
We're not abiding in God. We abiding in everything else besides God. We're abiding in sin. We're abiding in fornication. We're abiding in addiction. We're abiding in all of these things. So what we need to do, we need to cast off the works of darkness and put on Christ. Forsake sin. Flee fornication. And then as you walk into your deliverance, then you will be able to ask God for whatever it is that you desire. Because when you are obedient, you can go to God and ask him for those things. But if you are disobedient, why would God bless you? Because you're going to, going to mess it up. You're going to mess up. You're going to mess up the blessing. So obedience is a protocol to your success. Obedience is very very, very welcoming to anything that you want. If you want something, obedience will welcome it into your life. You must abide. You must abide. You must abide. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. John 14 and 13. And in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, what Ever you ask the father in my name, he will give you. That's in Jesus name. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. God wants your joy to be full. And, and that's why prayer is so important and obedience. Prayer and obedience is very important to manifesting the things that you want in life. Now, the Bible tells us that if people are blessed and they did not get it through the door, they did not go through the door, but they went some other way. They are a robber and a thief and and, and those blessings are going to bring them sorrow because the blessings of the Lord will make you rich and add no sorrow with it. So the people who are selling drugs to get a mansion or, you know, Going in, fixing credit scores by some negative way, unrighteous way, and buying these houses, they're um, doing fraud. God is saying that sorrow will follow behind these people. You know, a lot of people think of the get rich and die trying scheme. That's not going to work because I'm here to tell you. The law of reaping and sowing is very true. If a man sow to the flesh, he's going to reap corruption. So if you are getting riches or getting blessed by any other means beside the father through Jesus Christ, then you're going to have, have sorrow. So what you want to do to be blessed is to walk in obedience with God because God said in the book of Deuteronomy, then I will command the blessing. When God commands a blessing over your life because of obedience, no devil in hell can close that door. No adversary, no witch, no spoken word against you, no gossip, no no lies, no schemes will be able to penetrate or stop the work of God in your life. Because once God commands the blessing, you are blessed. And like I said, and like God said in his word, that the, that the blessing of the Lord will make you rich and he will add no sorrow with it. A lot of people, women in general, are... Uh, Hooking up with sugar daddies and all type of people having sexual relationships with these men 
only to fund their trips to Vegas or Los Angeles or, or, or whatever. But God is saying that your demise will come up on you quickly like a thief in the night. You have to get connected with God if you want to live a blessed life. And like I said, living a blessed life does not mean that there won't be no struggle. You're going to have struggle. You're going to have trials. You're going to have a tribulation. It's going to rain on the just as well as the unjust. So you're not exempt from going through trials when you begin to profess the name of Christ. You will not be exempt. You're going to have battles and you're going to have many more battles up the way. But you will have peace and you will not be alone. So you have to understand that the blessing of the Lord will make you rich. You have to understand that. And a lot of times we don't understand that. We don't think that God could bless us, but God is able to bless us. God is able to keep us. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. That's 1 Peter 5 and 7. You got to understand that you need to cast all of your cares upon God because he cares for you. And the reason I want to speak scripture to you this morning is because... You need the word of God to fight. My word's cool, but you have to have the power of God's word living on the inside of you. If you don't know or understand how to study the Bible, just start reading. Start in the book of Proverbs and the book of Psalms. Get the word in you so when the enemy come, you will have something to fight with. You need the word. You need the word. Men should not live by bread alone, but by every word that preceded out of the mouth of God. We need the word of God. It is our lamp. It is our light in this dark world. You have to understand that the word is God and God is his word. And you fight the enemy by using the word of God. You manifest what you need by prayer, by speaking the word of God. So it is very, very important that you have the word of God on the inside of you. It's very important that you use the word as a weapon because it said that the, the word of God is powerful. The word of God is sharp, is quick, is, is quicker than any two-edged double sword. That means that when you speak the word of God, it's going right out there and in the moment, instantaneously, when you begin to pray and speak the word of God, it's going to accomplish it. Now, it may not get done or you may not see results because you have principalities you have demonic forces who is fighting against your word to making it to where it needs to go but i'm here to tell you that your word your prayers are before god your your prayers are before god night and day god never sleeps and never slumber and god does not forget about what you ask him he's already bringing it to pass you just have to believe it you have to know that if i ask god it's already coming why because of who he is not because of who you are, but because of who he is, that he's going to be about his word. His word does not fail. His word will not go out void. And he's going to then give it to you because you are a child of God. So you have to first know that the reason your prayers are being answered is because of who he is. It's because of he is faithful. Because a lot of times when we're walking this this road to righteousness, to holiness, to sanctification, we tend to forget that it is God's doing. 
It is God who cleansed us from all iniquity. It is God who healed all our diseases. We are nothing without God. So I don't want you to get in a in a spirit or a place of pride like I did it. Yep, I did it. I stopped fornicating on my own. Don't you know that fornication is a stronghold? Don't you know that you cannot you could not get out of that? You could not get out of that. I'm talking about when you begin to pray and ask God to stop me from fornicating God. And then next thing you know, next night you're sleeping in a bed with a man that you don't even love and a man that don't even love you. Then the next night it's the same vicious cycle. And then you on your knees crying like, Lord, I just want to be righteous. Lord, I want to abide in you, but I cannot continue to fornicate. And a lot of people think that that sin called fornication is not a deadly sin, but I'm here to tell you that thing it's a deadly sin i'm here to tell you that that thing will will join you with a spirit of witchcraft a spirit of a harlot and you will begin to hear things you'll begin to see things because you have joined yourself with another spirit other than god he said that when you begin to join yourself with with uh, um uh uh with fornication the two become one flesh you will become have a spirit of whoredom on you but when you join yourself with God, the, the, the two spirits become one. So now, since you have flee fornication and God is delivering you and has cleansed you up, he could use you because now he could give you the fullness of his spirit. So when you begin to see something not right, you could begin to lay hands on the sick and they shall be healed. You could begin to call those things that are not as though they are. Why? Because you are in perfect alignment with God. You don't, you don't want to sin anymore. Not because you're not a sinner, because the Bible tells us he that continues to sin has not seen God. You cannot say that you are in God and you study sinning. So it says that when you are in Christ, you must flee fornication. You must flee iniquity because God is holy. And a lot of times we don't understand how to put on Christ. But if you want to put on Christ, you have to first take something off. And taking something off requires prayer. Because you can't take nothing off just because you want to take it off. Because guess what? When you take it off, it's going to come right back on. It's going to lay dormant. So when you get delivered, you want to know that your deliverance is from God. And, And to know that your deliverance is from God is that when you pray and you ask God for deliverance. And then you see God moving and you see God um, shutting certain doors in your life, cutting certain people out of the equation. You know that your deliverance has come upon you because you don't have that urge anymore. You know that God is doing a sanctification, a quick work in you because he want to use you for his glory. It is not by works lest any man shall boast. But it's by the righteousness and the power of the Holy Spirit. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. That's John 14 and 1. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God will surpass all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. He said, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about it. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Because a lot of times we pray and we, we pray and defeat it. 
And I used to pray defeated. But God said, have thanksgiving in your heart when you pray. Like, cause he gonna get it done. You got your faith have to come up to the point that you know, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feel like, no matter what you see, no matter what you heard, that God is gonna get it done. A lot of times we don't believe that, but we need to cast off of that weak faith and put on a, 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 a spirit of excellency, a spirit of, of great faith, an excellent spirit of faith, because God will do it. God will see you through. God will open doors. God will establish you. God will provide for you. God will change your whole trajectory of your life if you will believe that he is able You may be saying, well, I'm sitting here in a cold. I don't have no money to pay my bills. I don't have no money to really feed my children. But I'm here to tell you, woman of God, if you will take it day by day, I promise you, God, we will provide for you. Don't worry about not eating tomorrow. God will provide for you. And I'm here to tell you that he will. He will with his spirit provide want. I'm here to tell you somebody's going to bless you. I'm here to tell you God will bless you. But first, you have to come up in your faith. First, you have to come up in your faith. See, God can't move unless your faith move. What are you believing God to do? Who are you believing God to be in your life? You have to believe that God is a provider. Now, once you begin to believe that Jesus is your provider, he will move because God cannot move without faith. Because the Bible tells us without faith, it is impossible to please him. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. He will move. Why? Because of your faith. You got to understand that it is faith that moves the hand of God. And what is faith? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for with the evidence of things not seen. You may not be able to see your life right now as what God promised. Because you're seeing your life living in a small little apartment, living in, in, in this little house that's not functioning the way that you believe that God will make it function. You have to get a visualization of what it is that you want God to do in your life and begin to thank him every day for, Lord, I thank you for my mansion. Lord, I thank you for my job. Lord, I thank you. Whatever it is, I thank you that I passed nursing school. I thank you for this degree. Lord, if it's your will, I thank you for this mansion. It is God's will that you be rich and not poor. It is God's will that you are the head and not the tail. Don't let nobody tell you that God don't want you to be rich. Don't let, but first he got to get richness on the inside of you. First, he got to develop your character. First, he got to develop your integrity. First, he got to develop your consistency, your long suffering that you won't give up on things quickly. You have to have character before you go to the next realm of prosperity. You have to have character. Because I'm here to tell you, so many people have slapped God in the face after God blessed them. They don't they don't know God anymore. But God desires a relationship. God desires fellowship. God desires coveted relationships. And you have to understand that if you're going to be blessed, you have to understand that you need to surround yourself with people of coveted, people who are believing that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above what you may ask or even think of. You have to be in connection with those people of faith. 
Because I'm here to tell you, you don't want nobody in your circle who don't believe in God. You know, see, 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 you can tell a person who don't believe in God because they're living in disobedience. And I can say that that used to be me. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do whatever I want. But then when I begin to see that God is real, that God is able to keep me, that God is able to bless me, that God is a gracious God, that God is a loving God. When people you love is dying all around you, people in disobedience, people stealing from stores, getting shot in their head, people laying down in a bed with other people and waking up with AIDS or HIV in their body. But then that thing has passed from you. You don't even have that thing because you were spared because God spared you and he said I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy on and I will have grace on whom I will have grace on and in in that moment you begin to think that could have been me that could have been me walking outside of my house getting shot up that could have been me doing laundry shot in my back paralyzed and died the next year that could have been me that could have been my family that could have been my children you know that could have been me But through God loving kindness, it passed over me. Why? Because of his grace. Not because of who I am or what I did, but because of him. Because of he loved me. So now I have to think on these things and be like, well, God is a good God. God is a faithful God. God don't want me to fear him, but God want me to reverence him and know that I have to walk according to his will. You know, a lot of times uh, we get discouraged on on living this thing called sanctification of righteousness, just living a righteous life. We get discouraged, but we ain't discouraged to go do some sin and and, 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 and this sin is going to destroy our family. This sin is going to destroy our marriage. We don't get discouraged from sinning, but we get discouraged from living a life of righteousness where there's favor and blessings. The enemy has really bewitched us. The enemy has bewitched us in thinking that we can just do whatever we want to do and still be blessed. But the devil is a liar. He's a father of lies and he been lying from the beginning. From the beginning. So you have to understand that Jesus loves you and Jesus wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. How many people need some peace? How many people need some peace? That's Isaiah 26 and 3. These are some scriptures that you can memorize. God will keep you in perfect peace. Soon as the enemy tries to come and distract you with worry, that's when you need to keep your mind on Jesus, that God is going to do it. God is going to do it. God should supply all of my needs. Do not let the enemy come. You need to take the shield of faith and begin to quench the fiery darts of the enemy. So when the enemy tell you that you're going to get evicted, you better begin to quote a scripture. Even if you don't know how to quote the whole thing, you just better say the Lord shall supply all of my needs. Then that thing will flee. You got to begin to just fight the enemy back with the word of God. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. You got to understand. You got to understand God is able. God is able. You got to understand this. The Bible tells us the way on the Lord be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. That's Psalms 27 and 14. Beloved, do not think it strange 
concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's suffering that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. That's 1 Peter 4, 12 and 13. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's Romans 8, 38 and 39. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41 10. Now that right there. Now that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Fear not. You don't have to be afraid. You do not have to be afraid of what's coming tomorrow. You don't have to be afraid of what's coming today. You don't have to be afraid because he told you to fear not. That is a commandment. Fear not. Having not commanded, he told Joshua, having not commanded you to fear not, but be of courage. Mm, 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 mm. Fear not. What can man do to you? Fear not. If God is for you, who can be against you? Fear not. That that eviction notice won't overtake you. Fear not. God is with you. Be not dismayed. Be not troubled. Be not downcast. Don't be crying and moping around like you don't have help when all of your help come from the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth. You do not have to fear because he is your God and he will strengthen you. He will help you and he will uphold you with the righteousness of his right hand. So I just want to leave you here with this wonderful, powerful scripture. If you have time, go back and memorize these scriptures. If you have time, get these scriptures on the inside of you. And remember, fear not because God is with you. Be not dismayed. And I love y'all and y'all have a wonderful day in Jesus name.